the show. Welcome to the show. Hello, fanatics. I'm Dylan Phillips, and welcome to the Fanatic, the podcast where we talk news and our views on movies, TV, video games, and anything else that comes to mind while we drink copious amounts of alcohol for your enjoyment. To my right, it's the Chewy to my Han. It's Alex Hicks. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that when you said Chewy. <laughs> Where was I going to go with I that? I don't know, but you said Chewy and it was weird. I thought you were going to make a joke that at least I'm a little bit furrier than you. But we're not going to talk about furries here. Alex, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> so our first topic um, is Matrix. The Matrix, apparently they're doing a reboot. How do we feel about this reboot? Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty much expected that any movie is going to be reboot at any point. And when they talked about this, I was kind of skeptical. I mean, The Matrix, the first one was really good. The second and third one, eh. Uh, so like Trainwreck. No, not Trainwreck, because Keanu Reeves doesn't make bad movies. No. But they were subpar. The Wachowski siblings make terrible movies. Well, remakes. Mm. Well, not remakes, sequels. Regardless... The Matrix reboot, they initially said that it was going to be a reboot or a remake, and they were looking at Michael B. Jordan to be in it, so people were like, he's going to play Neo, what? And now it's come out that they might be doing a prequel to yes. Morpheus, and that Michael B. Jordan would be playing Lawrence Fishburne's character. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's really, really cool. I'm super excited, because, I mean, you never, uh, well, I would love to see a movie where you see how he breaks out of the Matrix mm -hmm. and how he becomes, like, aware and how he, like, kind of gathers his team and everything. And even maybe at the end they hint to finding Neo or something. Yeah. But that would, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. I think that the Matrix was set in a really cool and diverse universe mm -hmm. and reality of its own. And but two and three didn't need to be bad. No. Like, they could have done so many things with that franchise, but I think they went, they reached a little too far. I think it's because they rushed it. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, I think Matrix, depending on how they go with it, if it's a full reboot, I think they shouldn't be doing it. If it's a prequel or something based in the universe, but keeping Neo as, like, the one, I think that would be cool. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So... The second piece of news is that the Last Jedi footage mm -hmm. was revealed to some shareholders, and so the descriptions were leaked to the public. Yes. So we're going to describe a little bit of this, and we're going to put the link to this in the description of this video or the podcast just so that people can uh, see it and read off some of them because we're not going to really go into depth about them written down. There's a we're lot gonna... of little scenes. Yeah. So... so essentially the big scenes that happen is there's a lot of scenes between Luke and Ray and his kind of training of her kind of similar to how in episode five Luke gets trained by Yoda. You've got a lot of shots of uh, just X-Wings doing things very reminiscent to episodes four, five, and six in Rogue One where it's going to be that gritty, grungy kind of Star Wars. You've got Finn in a Star Destroyer dressed as a first officer, so maybe he's going undercover. You've got a nice shot of Leia, which is great to see her in the movie because we know it's going to be her final film. And other than that, just a Do lot we? of wide shots. Do we? Do we know it's going to be her final film? I don't know. No, that's too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Um, but other than that, just a lot of shots of landscapes and you know what, yeah. if the landscapes look as beautiful as they did with like Tatooine and the stuff from like Rogue One, I'm all for it. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm really excited. There's one, um, scene in here where, where, um, Ray, apparently her hand is in slow motion, 
and her fingertips are like touching the ground and pebbles and dirt are hovering around her hand which i think is really cool mm-hmm. i i would love to see that shot i think that shot will probably be in the trailer um which apparently maybe well i i would be surprised if it didn't come out at uh, the star wars celebration next month yeah um but yeah there's some really kind of cool stuff in here some cool artsy shots um it doesn't give away much of a plot other than Finn dressed as a First Order officer, I think that gives a little away. Yeah. Of course, he's gonna, he's apparently going undercover, or maybe it's a flashback, we don't know, but it's probably yeah. most like he's he's going in undercover. Yeah. The big thing that I have um, quips with about this is that it seems like they might be going the same route that they did with Force Awakens, where Force Awakens was very much a similar plot to A New Hope. It sounds like this movie, yeah. The Last Jedi, is going to be very similar to Empire Strikes Back. Like, you've got this whole Luke and Rey dynamic, similar to Luke and Yoda. And, and then Rey has to go save Finn. And yeah, and it just seems like it's very similar in that regard. And I just hope that they put enough new stuff into it that makes it seem like it's just not a rehash with new actors and new characters. And I think we kind of saw this with Rogue One because it was very close to A New Hope. Um but they still had enough in there where I walked out of the movie and I was like, that was an awesome movie. I loved the characters. Sad that, you know, the, the ending was sad. But um, no, I mean, I, even if they do really closely follow the same sort of story arc, um, mm-hmm. they, I think they've, they've shown that they give enough to the story and the characters that it still can stand alone as a good movie. Yeah. I think that it, that from what we've heard, it sounds like it's going to be a good movie so far um especially with the stuff that we talked about with jj abrams thinking that mark hamill might be up for an oscar for it like it just the more we hear about it the more exciting it is and it's always painful to hear that this movie's coming out at the end of the year but it's also a great way to end the year mm-hmm. and i think it's like the whole um jj abrams saying stuff about um about him getting an oscar um so and, and they've got a lot of shots in here of Luke and Ray, So I think there's going to be a lot more. They're going to go in, in more into depth into how to train a Jedi. Yeah. Which I think is cool because they really didn't show a lot of that in, in the original films. Yeah. So that would be a cool thing to see. Definitely. Especially since Luke got no formal training. So, <laughs> yeah. so really, is he qualified? And then he's got that whole struggle with... Because the reason he went into hiding was because he trained... Um, Kylo Ren, yeah. Kylo Ren, and he went bad, so he's probably gonna, there's gonna be a little bit of turmoil yeah. in the movie of or whether he can even train Rey, because what if she goes bad too? The question I want answered is, what is the backstory both Finn and Rey? I want to know what their ancestry is. Well, we kind of know with Rey a little bit. Well, we don't vague. know her ancestry, yeah. ancestry but we, we know her, like, yeah, so sort of her backstory. Yeah, but who's we don't her... know anything about Finn. Yeah, we just know that he was taken taken. when he was a kid. And Rey, we know that she's from a family that probably possesses Jedi powers, but what family? Like, a lot of people Mm -hmm. are speculating she could be a Skywalker, she could be a Kenobi. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of speculation there. Although, I don't think that she could be a Kenobi because of the age. Like, it makes... Well, you don't know, maybe Kenobi had... Because they weren't allowed to marry, so maybe he had a secret love child. And then that secret love child went and had kids. Yeah, so, so she's that like is that's the only way that you can do that though is with grandkid because so maybe it's not a direct kid. Grandkid. You don't know. And then Luke Skywalker is training her, so that's pretty cool. 
would be we'd have that to would see. be cool. And then and then they can do a trilogy series of Obi Wan Kenobi between episode three and four to show how we had mm. that love child and everything. Or like a separate comic of Obi Wan. No, I'd rather see the movie with Ewan McGregor. <laughs> he okay. was the, he was the spotlight. But he's a little old. He'd have you'd have to have somebody come in. I don't I don't care. He's still Ewan McGregor though. for everything. Yeah, he's he's so good. I like him. So good. Okay, so the next thing that we're going to talk about is a list that I found online. It's a little darker. A little dark. So just prepare, mentally and prepare so, for the uh, gruesomeness of this next one. This <laughs> list, spoiler alert, and if we're spoiling this for you, I mean this show has been out for six Please seasons. Come so out from under the rock that you've been living yeah, under. Yeah, go and watch it. If you haven't seen This is the 12 most gruesome deaths in Game of Thrones ranked. And I want to preface this with, I do not agree with this list. I think this list is a hot, steaming mess of a I list. think that this miss, this list, not it's, missed. It's, it's good picks in the wrong order. Yeah, I think that it's just ordered wrong. So we're going to tell you the name of the character. kind of And give how you they died. Who they are, just because you might not know their name. Yeah. And then how they died, and then we're going to explain why we think that they are not in the right order. So I'll start off. Number 12 is Krasnus Mo Naklots. And this guy... Naklots. Yeah, Naklots. <laughs> Naklots? I don't know. Yeah, Naklots, whatever. Who knows? He's, he's the leader of the Unsullied, and mm. so uh, Daenerys wants to get the Unsullied from him, and so she gives him a dragon and then betrays him, and basically the dragon burns him up. So that's number 12. the dragon to yeah. light him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> so that's number 12. That happened. Um, number 11 is Ned Stark, and anybody who's seen Game of Thrones, that's probably the most heartbreaking yeah. one, because yeah. it just, oh, just gets you. Poor frigging Ned. He never did anything wrong. He was everyone's favorite character in the first season, and if um, you're denying that, then you're a liar. But he gets his head chopped off by Joffrey. Beheading. Yes. Not, no, not Joffrey. Joffrey. Well, Joffrey gives the order. Yeah. Because he wasn't supposed to. They were like supposed the to be, they were supposed to let him yeah. go. But Joffrey goes, yeah. no, uh, chop his Number off. 10 yeah. is Shireen Baratheon. So that is the daughter of Stannis. And yeah. he burns her at the stake thanks to the Red Witch. And he thinks that it's going to help him win his fight. And he doesn't. And so you hear this little girl screaming. Oh, it's awful. Agonizing. Just yeah. all you, you see her burning at the stake. Well, not really because she's a flamey mess, but... And then you just hear this awful blood-curling yeah. screaming. It was Honestly, I think that should be number one because that was one of the most dis- disturbing scenes I that I saw in Game of Thrones. Number nine, Alex. What is number nine? Fat Walda. <laughs> this was really messed up. So, um, Walder Frey sold his chubbiest granddaughter to Roos Bolton. Um, he married her and she had a baby boy. And then Psycho Ramsey Bolton fed her and her baby boy to his dogs, and they were eaten alive. So that's that's seriously yeah. gruesome, disgusting. <clears throat> oh, so God. so brutal. So number eight is Sir Roderick. Now that one was pretty bad because that's when he was very loyal, master at arms at Winterfell. He's very loyal to the Starks, and of course yeah. Theon Greyjoy comes in there to try and take over Winterfell. And what does he do? He decides he's going to behead this guy, except. He's a coward and a whiner and a wimp, little, and little he can't wield a sword as well as the Starks, and so he tries to behead this guy. The key word there is tries, and it takes him like maybe five whacks of the sword to finally take this guy's head off, and he actually has to kick at the guy's head to, to help get it off. So that's pretty brutal. 
I want to preface this with I'd seen this happen to a chicken before. <laughs> One of my idiot friends in high school, we went on a service trip to Costa Rica and they were allowed to chop the head off the chicken that was going to be our dinner. And they were wimpy <laughs> and they kind of like cut into the back of the chicken's neck and oh, it was just the most gruesome thing I've ever seen. And then I had like horrible flashbacks while watching Sir Roderick get his head semi-chopped off. Oh. oh god, it was sickening. It was honestly sickening. So number seven, and I don't understand why this is number seven, but Joffrey Baratheon. And he was poisoned and then he started turning purple and fluids came out of his mouth and then he died. And I don't know why that's number seven. Yeah. I agree. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, number eight was clearly way more graphic, and a woman and her child getting eaten alive by wolves was, dogs, was definitely yeah. way more graphic than that. Uh, number six is Daenerys' brother, who gets a his crown face. of gold. Yes, they pour liquid gold over his head. Yeah, and he burns to death. That's pretty gross. Uh, number five, and why is this ahead of Fat Walda? I don't know. But well, Ramsey Bolton, because this is the exact same type of death. He was eaten alive by his own Yeah, but you dogs. saw it more. Yeah, but still, like, a woman and her baby getting yeah, but that was just implied, alive. Though. An innocent woman and yeah, her baby. Yeah, but that baby. was implied. It wasn't actually shown on screen, but, but this one was shown on screen. It, don't you? You see him, I you think see you him hear lock it. her in yeah, there, and you hear it, you but you don't it. see it, though. But this is the same as, uh, Shireen, um... Getting burned yeah, alive, you hear her yeah. screaming. So that's way more gruesome than this horrible, horrible, awful man getting eaten by his own dogs. He kind of deserved that. I got a little bit of satisfaction out of that death. Mm -hmm. Same with Joffrey. I was like, yes, he's dead. <laughs> uh, so number four is Talisa. So that is uh, Rob Stark's future queen, mm -hmm. and she's pregnant with her kid. And at the red wedding, that of course, really she gets stabbed in the stomach and killed there, and that was just awful. Huh. Yeah, that was horrible. That was yeah. really horrible, especially like getting stabbed in the stomach. Oh. Yeah. Mago is number three. He was a minor character, and he was part of Caldrogo's Kalasar, and he challenged Caldrogo because he thought he was getting wimpy because of Daenerys, and he gets his throat slit, and then Caldrogo pulls his tongue out of his throat. Ooh. Yeah, that's really yeah, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two is Catelyn Stark. So again, another red wedding victim. Yeah. And in this one, she gets, what, stabbed, right? and Or shot with an arrow, I forget. Um, she gets... Sh and, she gets stabbed. Uh, she gets shot with an arrow. And then she, she gets shot with a crossbow. Yeah, and then she gets uh, her throat slit on yeah. screen, which is Very slowly, brutal. very disturbingly. Yeah. But so, I still think Mago's was way worse than that. Yeah. He got his throat slit and then his tongue pulled out through his throat. And the number one, Alex, number what one. is number one? <laughs> Oberyn Martell. So this is probably one of the most memorable and gruesome deaths in yeah. Game of Thrones. So I agree with this one. He was in a fight with the mountain and he thought he'd won and was getting all cocky. And then the mountain literally stuffs his thumbs into his eyeballs and rips his skull in half. Oh god, it was awful. It was oh no, no. 
See, now I had one on the tip. I had the (laughs) one on the top of my head that I was gonna say should have made this list, and I already forget it. However, there's two other ones that do come to mind that I'm like they're implied, and maybe you don't. One you do see on screen, the other one you don't. And the reason I'm gonna bring these two up is because number three is Mago, and it's a very minor character. So one that I think that should be on there is the brothel worker for Littlefinger that ends up getting the crossbow bolts by Joffrey. That's a pretty damn gruesome death. Yeah, that was horrible. And, the, and, like, the implied, like, whatever he did to her before he did that to her. Yeah. And the other one that I'm going to bring up is when the Hound has kind of gone through his redemption arc where he's working with Ian McShane's character on, like, the church or whatever, and all those people get killed, and he goes out for blood, and the first three people he sees, the, the guys are, like, joking about um, how to, like, get with a girl, and so they're, like, teasing this guy, and he comes up and he takes his axe or whatever and he basically slits the guy right in between his legs and makes his guts come out from underneath him that is a gruesome death so if you're going to add minor characters that one makes this list way over joffrey and also if we're talking about um ramsey bolton's dogs how about the slutty i think she's a prostitute that he had he was hunting with his other prostitute oh, yeah. and chasing with his dogs and then she got eaten alive by his dogs after being chased for god knows how long and what's her face um i forget her name but um tonks from harry potter the wildling oh yeah yeah where she gets stabbed by ramsey stabbed in the neck right yeah oh that was bad. that was another one. Oh, the one that i remember um walder frey oh yeah that was no he didn't die yeah he got his own son fed to him and then he died she took off the mask and slit his throat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty gruesome. Feeding your own son's Yeah, like that. Pie. Those oh. ones are... Now, was this list made before? But I no, thought this because, list is pretty recent, so... Because there was some that were later. Yeah, Ramsey. Right? Yeah, Ramsey. So, so I think that some be. of these yeah, we were missed a little some. bit... We missed some. And some of these were a little out of order. Maybe they were, maybe they were favoriting some characters yeah, here. Yeah, but... Hey, uh, I'm going to post this on the description as well. And if you think that some characters that maybe we didn't mention should be on this list, maybe some very gruesome minor character deaths, post them in the comments and let's talk about it. Absolutely. So going on to the next thing is Guardians of the Galaxy 2 has projected that it's going to make $160 million for its opening box office. Now that's nearly double what the first movie made and it would make it the fifth most for the opening weekend of a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. So that would be behind Avengers, Avengers 2, Captain America Civil War, and Iron Man 3. I think that it might make more than 160. Yeah, I, personally, I think they're coming in a little soft on their guess. I yeah. think they're going to make more than that. I think this is one of... Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my absolute favorite Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely going to make... I think I wouldn't be surprised if it became the top the top one. Yeah. I I don't think it'll make just enough to be the top one. I think it'll make around 180. Because I think the top ones are above 190. So I'm going to say 180 just because I don't think that it has enough of a following behind it. Because Avengers was such a big thing because they brought in all these characters from all the other movies. And on top of it, Mark Ruffalo came in as the Hulk for the first time. So it was technically the first Hulk movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Whereas Guardians was such an unknown commodity. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, people know what Guardians is now, but it doesn't mean that people are going to jump on board to go and see this in theaters in flocks compared to what Avengers was. it was good that I think that it'll definitely be more than double. The other thing about... nobody cared about it the first time it came out. People were like, I don't know what Well, the other thing about it is that it's, it's very much 
a superhero movie, but then at the same time, not a superhero movie. And it does fall in line with movies like Star Wars, mm-hmm. where it's a sci-fi adventure. And so that will attract audiences that like sci-fis that aren't necessarily superhero fans, which yeah. is why it might get up to that 180. I just don't think that it'll hit that like huge peak of 190. Mm. I don't know. I have high hopes for this one. I'm going to say it's going to yeah. get way up there. Well, I... Maybe uh, did you see the last movie. trailer? No. Oh, yes, yes. The one where they reveal at the end? With the... What's his face? Kurt Russell? No. Oh, the we got to watch this after. We have to watch this one after. Kurt Russell is revealed at the end, and the whole trailer is just so good. Like, it's no wonder that this movie got 100% from its critic pre-screenings. This movie is going to probably be the best movie of the first half of the year for sure. I can't say if it's going to be the best movie of the year because Last Jedi comes out at the end of the year. But I think it's going to be the best superhero movie this year. And Thor Ragnarok comes out too. So that's... Ragnarok! So I think Guardians is going to do really well. Um, The last piece of news that we're going to talk about is just going to be a skim over. Uh, Netflix always likes to renew their shows minus Marco Polo. Rest in peace. But... I thought that was coming back. No. I'm pretty sure I, it got canceled. I read something about it that it might be coming back. Well, maybe. Uh, but this one is a series of unfortunate events is coming back for season two. This was pretty much expected because once you get the uh, intellectual property to something like a series of unfortunate events, you're going to make them all regardless. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be one of those shows that I watch when it comes on, but I'm not going to be super excited. For, like I'm waiting. I'm anticipating House of Cards and Stranger Things and all these other Netflix original series. I'm not anticipating this coming back out. I really didn't care that much jim carrey was the best count olaf to me you know patrick harris is good but i think he's trying too hard to be jim carrey i think he was too whimsical i think he needed to be scarier and i think the scariest part about count olaf in the books to me is you really didn't know much about him he was very aloof and mysterious at the same time as being like malicious and and you don't get them you get a little too much from Neil mm-hmm. Patrick Harris's Count Olaf to the point where you're like, I'm not scared of He's you. He's too humanizing to joke. the character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it borders on like comical. So I didn't like the first episode and I really didn't like the last episode. But everything yeah. in between, yeah. I was getting really into it. It was getting, you know, good. And I liked, it was dark, but it was witty and it was, there was a lot of dimension to it. And then they just killed it at the mm. end. I was like, why did you? Ah, so I'm excited to see the next episode. I'm not like, oh, you need to see it, yeah. but um, the next season. Um, but I'll definitely watch it. I agree with you. See if it gets any better. All right, and so that's it with the news. So next up is Take It or Leave It, a rapid-fire segment of our thoughts on this week's announcements and upcoming releases. So the first bit that we're going to talk about is some casting news. So the first one is that Jason Isaacs, known for Lucius Malfoy from the Harry Potter series, is going to be starring as the captain in the new Star Trek Discovery TV series. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I think he's a. I think he's a really good actor. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, I can only picture picture him as a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen him ever as a bad guy. So, um, but. But again, he's a really good actor, so yeah. I think he, I don't know, it's definitely a very different role for him. I'll uh, take that. I haven't seen him in much, and that's just because his filmography isn't that big. Um, I mean, he's in A Cure for Wellness, which just came out, and he's in Black Hawk Down, he's in Peter Pan. Um, I like him as an actor. He's very 
diverse and he should be in more movies. So I'm excited to see that he's going to be in this TV series. I hope that he stays on for more than just a season um, because we haven't seen enough of him in recent time. It That's with like a lot of the actors from Harry Potter, unfortunately, like um, David Thewlis. I, I love him. Lupin. He's yeah. barely in anything, but, but you love him when you see him in everything. And so it's the same thing with Jason Isaac. So I'm going to take it as well. Um, the second casting from this week is that Margot Robbie is set to star in a Maid Marian solo film in which Robin Hood has died and she is taking up the mantle of the woman in tights. So, hmm. what do you think? I don't know. I could leave <clears throat> Margot Robbie as an actress. Eh. But I think it's an interesting concept for a movie. Um, I think it's a really cool role for a woman. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm conflicted about this because I haven't seen enough of Margot Robbie. Yes, she's a huge star now. She was in, I believe, a show called, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, I forget. I forget what it's called, but it, it was an Australian TV show, like a soap opera. And, um, since then she's been in Wolf of Wall Street and Suicide Squad and Focus. And those are three big movies that have propelled her forward. However, those are all very different roles. And it's kind of like Kevin Costner was a good actor in his time, but was he good as Robin Hood? No. He went in and used his American accent. Now, Margot Robbie doesn't have an American accent because uh, she's Australian. But is she going to be suited for that? It's similar as like um, actors who just go into Shakespearean roles and can't really fit mm-hmm. in to the time period. Because it's so, a completely different style of training Yeah, Shakespearean actor. And I I guess because she's Australian, she probably has some theater acting. I you just... think, maybe. Yeah. Like, so wasn't she a model first? I don't know. Well, she was on that show, so maybe. First. But regardless, I think that I just... my I don't know who I'd want instead of her. Maybe someone along the lines of like Emily Blunt as a Maid Marian. We love Emily Blunt. She's, oh, <laughs> she can do everything. Emily Blunt. But... I mean, there's lots of women you could cast. Oh yeah, you have endless choices. And what if, about what about Black Maid Marian? That could maybe work. Who would you put though? Could definitely work. Um, I don't see. My problem is I don't know a whole lot of actors, actors and actresses' names. Um. Oh, what's her name? I think I know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. She was in Star Wars as the CGI orange character. Oh, Lupita Nyong'o? Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, I thought you were thinking cool. uh, Zoe Saldana. No. But she'd be cool. Like everything. I was actually thinking Naomi Harris. Yeah? Yeah, she plays uh, Tia Dalma in Pirates. I feel like you'd get a more badass um, May Marion out of her than out of Margot Robbie. Yeah. I will say, because we brought it up, Zoe Saldana, this movie that's been on my mind the last week and I can't wait to watch it again, uh, The Losers. Have you seen that? No. Oh my god, it's so good. So it's it's a comic book movie, but it's like basically a bunch of freelance mercenaries, kind of. And the cast is so good. It's Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Idris Elba, um, Chris Evans, and Zoe Saldana are the main four. Okay. And it's just so good. Like, it's comical. But at the same time, there's so much action to it. And all those characters are just so good. I really wish they had made a second one. Okay. Anyways, so uh, in case you didn't get that, I mean, I 
Margot Robbie cast as Maid Marian, I probably would leave. But the Maid Marian movie, I'll definitely take. I'll take so. the Maid Marian movie. But Margot, Margot Robbie as casting, leave it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So next up is there's four trailers that we wanted to talk about that dropped this week. So the first one is Rough Night. So that stars Scarlett Johansson. Uh, who else? Kate McKinnon, Zoe Kravitz. And basically they're getting back together for Scarlett Johansson's character's bachelorette party. And then one thing, yes, one thing kind of goes yes. to another. And uh, they killed a stripper. This looks like the best girls' night out ever with the worst twist. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm really excited to see this. This is like the hangover, but better because yeah. girls are so much funnier. I think the biggest <laughs> thing to me out of it is I looked at the cast and the like everyone is like from movies and I don't remember everyone's name off the top of my head, but like I think one of them's name's Jillian Bell and she's from uh, Twenty Two Jump Street and uh, Fist Fight. Oh, okay. and then yes. the other woman yeah. I believe was in Rough uh, the night before with. Uh, Seth Rogen and Anthony Mackie and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I think she was a woman who stole stuff from Anthony Mackie in the movie. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah she so, was. But she's from, she does this YouTube series. Yeah. It's really funny. But I think the one that I'm most excited to see in the movie is Zoe Kravitz. Because mm -hmm. she's so good in everything that I've seen her in. And she hasn't been in a whole lot. Like, she was in X-Men. She was in... Uh, I believe the Divergent series. So I'd love to see her in this and see what she can do comedy wise. Uh, I'm always going to say yes to a Scarlett Johansson movie and she looks bomb in this movie. I mean, she, she, she can rock hair? that short hair. Oh my God. Like not a lot of women can do the short really hair. I don't think I've ever really heard a guy say that. What? That she can rock the short hair? Yeah. No, she can. Huh? Scarlett Johansson has the face that any hair could go with it. She could be bald. Anyways, no. I'm gonna take Rough Night. Yeah, I'll take that one. It looks really funny. Rough Night with Scarlett Johansson, any day of the week. Doing okay. it. So the next one is the Game of Thrones teaser. We don't need to really explain this. Nothing even happened, and I realized this after we were totally bamboozled because we got so excited. But they don't reveal anything. Nope. Which I really like because you have no expectations. Well, here's the thing. No idea going. It's into a teaser. It. Yes. It's a teaser. That's what a teaser is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be like, here's a teaser. Here's a three-minute. Here's three the entire minute. plot of the yeah. movie. Here you go. Seconds. Enjoy. No, this one, it was just a bunch of statues of the yeah. various house sigils fighting and, and then I, breaking apart. I loved apart. the Cersei Lannister quote about how um, the houses were just cogs on a wheel and each one. Each oh, that wasn't Cersei. Was that was Cersei? No, that was Daenery. Uh, Daenerys. No, that was Cersei. No. Pretty sure that was Cersei Lannister. You want bet? Yeah, I want to bet. 350000 that was Cersei Lannister. Okay. Because I remember the scene. Um, but she's talking about how each of the houses just steps on top of the other one until we'll they crush everyone beneath them. And I thought that was such a cool quote. Um, yeah. And uh, then all the statues start crumbling. Oh, it was just so good. And they gave us nothing, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to take this one. Yeah, I'll take it. Cool. Uh, the next up is The Little Mermaid 2017 slight adaptation that isn't a Disney movie. Uh, it stars William Mosley. not The Little Mermaid. It's yeah. like Pirates of the Caribbean, but only focused on the mermaid yeah. and the doctor. Um, okay. I like the main character, William Mosley. He's in um, Narnia and most recently The Royals, which is a really good TV show as well. Uh, I'm going to leave this movie. I'm going to leave it too. It just looks like... It looks so tacky. Terrible. It, it looks, looks like so a Lifetime bad. movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
It looks like one of those really bad movies that come on at Christmas time, except it's about mermaids. <laughs> it yeah. reminds me of this one really bad, I believe it was a Disney film, about this high school student who's like a, a star athlete slash swimmer. And then one day he starts growing scales, and then he realizes that he's really a mermaid, and he only had a short time on shore, and then he ends up going back to his mermaid mom at the end. Hey, 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 but now, to be <laughs> fair... For every crappy Disney Channel movie, there's always a good one. Like, the one that comes to mind for me that it came on and I would watch any day of the week when it would come on as a kid. And that was the one with Brenda Song, where she was, like, she had, like, these ancient Chinese powers, like, ancestral powers. And she had to learn. Yeah. Oh, my God. I do remember that movie. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Such a good movie. So much nostalgia. That was a weird one. And, like, the Even Stevens movie, where they go on the that island. That was pretty good, because the Even Stevens was always good. Yeah. What happened to you, Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. No, he just got weird, but he's still good. Yeah. He's still Shia LaBeouf, underneath all that weird shaggy hair and the un- inability to shower ever. <laughs> Chairs okay. really squeaky. So, the last trailer for the week is the one that I saw and was super excited that this trailer came out. I'm going to take it right away. And that is Baby Driver, and it is directed by Edgar Wright, who's known for the um, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost movies, like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and also for Scott Pilgrim. So his directing style is very unique, and I love it. Uh, The cast is great for this. He's got Ansel Egort as the titular baby driver, and then he's also got Kevin Spacey, Jamie Foxx, John Hamm. uh, I believe Lily James is in it, too. Like, this this cast is really good, and so I'm going to take it because I just love the dynamic. I love the uh, crime caper aspect to it. It seems to have very like good witty banter to it. I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. Um, Kevin Spacey is a man I would never want to mess with. <laughs> he looks terrifying. Um, but I really love the idea of, and the, and the uh, plot behind it. Um, but I think the character is really interesting because they make reference to the fact that he had like a traumatic, traumatic event happen to mm-hmm. him. And he's now got some sort of, I don't know what it is. He has to listen to music all the time. Yeah. But Which it'd be really interesting. interesting to find yeah. out why they he give has you enough to, do to make that. it so curious yeah, about the I character. Really, yeah, I like. I really want to know more about this character. Yeah. He sounds like a really interesting kind of new character. Yeah. On the uh, topic of Kevin Spacey, because he brought it up, there's a movie that I watched of his um, a couple of months ago that was absolutely phenomenal, and it's such an underrated movie because no one ever really talks about it. And it's called Ordinary Decent Criminal. And it's another caper movie where he plays, I believe, an Irish uh, criminal that's, like, in the spotlight because he's always, like, doing heists and stuff. And it's just so good. It's him in his prime. It's, like, I think it's around the 2000s, maybe, so it's around, like, American beauty time. What do you mean, him in his prime? He's always in his prime. Okay, when he's... He's never out of his prime. No, but when he's, like, younger. Kevin Spacey. (laughs) When he's younger. Yeah. So, at that point where he was doing those types of movies where he could do more action-oriented stuff. Because um, now you're not going to see him doing the action stuff. He's going to be more like the Colin Firth character in yeah. Kingsman, where he's more the mentor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah, again, taking it, yeah. Okay, now we're going to move on to the photos of the week. And there were two movies that released photos. So the first one we're going to talk about is Jurassic World 2. Uh, they released one photo, which is a person facing away from the camera. And in front of them is just a huge gallery of dinosaur bones. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Jurassic World 1, 
I found that it was very subpar, but you're always going to compare it to Jurassic Park. I think that it was a little too nostalgic for my taste. It would just kind of try to throw it in your face too much. Uh, the cast wasn't that good beyond Chris Pratt and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, like, I just wasn't a big fan of Bryce Dallas Howard and the kids. Ugh. I'm so, never a fan of Bryce Dallas Howard. She's so irritating. Like, usually in movies like that, I, I kind of get on board with some of the kids. Like, for Jurassic Park, I was fine with both of the kids in that. But then in this one, I was just kind of like, uh, like they a moody teenager. I don't teenager. even remember them. They didn't add the, anything. I only remember the, the younger kid because he was from um, Nice Guys and Iron Man. Oh, okay. But the but older it was kid... Only, it was only, like, a catalyst for the plot. Yeah. Like it was only, like... So that they had to go save those kids. They yeah. meant nothing to the storyline. Well, no, they were... Really. They were related to Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, but, like... So it was similar in the way that, of Hammond. It was, he, but it was just a way to say, okay, these are my nephews, they've gotten lost. Now we have to go get them. Yeah. Like, they, they were just... Like, yeah. It just seemed like a forced plot point rather yeah. than anything just to keep that kind of dynamic from Jurassic Park where it's like, well, we need to have kids on the show. I mean, in the movie. So here, here's some kids and this is how we're going to force them into the plot. Rather than trying to do something completely different where it's like, oh, th this is like someone's making an island of dinosaurs beside like um, uh, a place where a bunch of people take your work people to for like team building. And now you have to team build by surviving together because oh, the dinosaurs have gotten to your <laughs> island. Like shit like that. Davis or like something talking, random yeah. like that. But um, like yeah. It could be the next comedy film. Yeah. It's like work. Like, like, terrible bosses, horrible bosses, but yeah. on an island with dinosaurs. What, like Jurassic work problems? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I'm, as much as I didn't like the first one, um, as much as I would have liked to, I think that Jurassic World 2, I'm hoping for better things, and so I'm going to take this teaser photo for now. I'm going to take it. I think uh, I think it's kind of hinting at this. it's going to be in the city. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, we did that before, right? That's happened before. Yeah, I think it was in yeah. Lost World. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'll take it. And the second photos that were released, which are the best ones of the two weeks, and that is yeah. Thor Ragnarok. There is a god. <laughs> yeah, and his name is Thor. Yes. <laughs> because he he has changed his look and by god he looks so much more he badass so good sorry like huh. the hair the like even just the the shaving in the yeah. side of his hair with like the, the goofy the long stuff. hair we're kind of past that now so it's more yeah. gritty it it's, modernizes a, it's a darker grittier Thor. modern look yeah and, and he's got like the 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 three lines across his yeah. face the red war paint and all of the not just him, but all of the actors we've seen, like Sir An uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, looks like a friggin' homeless man in yeah. his in his pictures. Loki looks dapper as f because he always does. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then you've got people like Jeff Goldblum. You saw him for the first time. He looks very much like he the collector from Benicio like del Toro. He was in a really bad like 80s rock band or something. <laughs> yeah, but but it gives you that feel of what the retro universe is like. And yeah. so it's kind of cool. And then we haven't seen a picture of Kate Blanchett yet, which will be really cool. Mm -hmm. We've seen some uh, preliminary uh, drawings of what the battles are going to be like. And serious question, who gave the Hulk weapons? Because he did not need weapons. I would be so scared. I would literally be peeing myself if I was sore. And I don't care if he's a more Norse god. Like, 
Yeah. That's the Hulk, and he's got an axe, and he's got a hammer, and you should be frightened. <laughs> yeah, but the, these pictures got me really excited for Ragnarok. I don't think yeah. that it's going to be as good as Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, but I think that it's going to be a very strong year for Marvel. I think it's good that they're taking um, the Thor films in a different direction. Yeah. Clearly it was not working before, so now we're seeing something Well, this is going to be a very pivotal point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it takes these characters to space. Not mm -hmm. not just Thor, who usually is in space, but, but also Hulk the too, Hulk. Yeah. And I've heard some speculation that Doctor Strange is going to be in it too. So you're bringing three of these characters into the universe where... The Guardians takes place, yeah. which can help bring all these characters together to kind of help start set up Infinity War. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna take it. I will take it, especially if Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. He is my boy. Love him. Okay, so the final part of Take It or Leave It is the upcoming releases from this week. Unfortunately, we missed last week. So, um, I mean, there was a couple of movies that came out. Big ones were Train Spotting and Beauty and the Beast, but. Uh, yeah sucks well if you want to know if we I, thought of course i yeah. can't see them <laughs> so if you want to know if we want to see those or not comment in the video but um so the ones coming out this week we got three so the first one is chips now this one is a buddy cop film where it's about two office um no two highway patrolmen yeah. and uh it's a remake of a tv show i believe it stars dax shepherd and michael pena and I never watched the TV show. I know that these guys are funny, but I I feel like the buddy cop films, depending on if it has enough new stuff brought into it, it just is going to seem like a rehash of things that we've seen time and time again. So I'm going to leave it. I think it's going to be Paul Blart Mall Cop, but... Paul Blart. Highway Patrol, highway man. Highway Patrol. <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of want to see this. I like Dax Shepard a lot. Um, yeah. But he's not he's in really a lot funny. of films. No, he's not. Yeah. But he's he's really funny. Um, so I'm going to take it just because yeah. I think he's funny. Cool. Uh, the next one is a movie that if you didn't know this growing up, then yes. where did you live? This is like Game of the Thrones, like Thunder. Living Under the Rock. And this is Power Rangers. So I'm not really going to give a description of it because to be quite frank, you I don't know, know enough. Power Rangers is, though. Yeah. You know. So, you know, five dudes. Well, five people. There's um, some chicks in there. Yeah. Pink, Pink Ranger was a girl, right? Yeah. Pink Ranger. And yeah. so they they mighty morph into a giant Power Ranger and they, they fight fight monsters and stuff they like that. They fight monsters that look like they went to get dressed at uh, party packagers. <laughs> like, you know, oh those my God. on the internet with the yeah. T-Rexes. These one, like, three kids dressed as T-Rexes shoveling a driveway. Yep. Those are the bad guys from Power Rangers. And uh, Brian <laughs> Cranston's in it yeah. as the head Floating head. Floating head. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of Power Rangers growing up. I mean, I that fell in the same vein. Like, I was more of a Beast Wars and Transformers fan growing up. So, I kind of veered away from Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, I didn't really grow up with those. And so, I'm not as excited for this as most people are. And I watched the trailer, and the trailer just seems so boring and, like, dated. And I feel like it's going to end up being very similar to how Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Transformers movies ended up. And those movies, aside from the first Transformers, were pretty much dumpster fires. So I'm going to leave this one. I'm going to take it. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't like a diehard trans, uh, Transformers, Power Rangers fan. Um, I hope, what I was trying to say is I hope they don't turn, it doesn't turn out like the Transformers um, 
franchise where it just goes like yeah um but I, th- I think it'll be pretty good i don't know they can they cannot it's not possible to make the bad guys any worse for power rangers yeah. like the bar is kind of set really low as far yeah. as like special effects and things go with power rangers and yeah. it was so corny to begin with like you can you can't go any yeah. farther down from where power rangers already was and we loved it so um, so I think it'll be good. Yeah. I think it'll be really good. It'll be like a smidge less corny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last movie that's coming out this week is called Life. And so this one is a psychological sci-fi horror. And it stars... Who does it start? stars Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, you gotta stop putting these guys in movies together. I can't mm-hmm. handle it. I think this is the first time <laughs> that they've actually done a movie together. Know, which I, which is good because those two look movies. so similar. Do they really? Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds? I think they look fairly similar. No. I think it's just the facial structure and the hair. hair. Um, (laughs) However, so this movie is about six astronauts who are aboard the International Space Station. They find life on Mars. They decide to research it there, and then it goes to hell, basically. This is kind of like the thing in space or like a a retelling of Alien. And. I'm sold on it. I love psychological horrors. I love thrillers. I love sci-fi. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I love me some Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to take it. Um, Space movies make me feel claustrophobic. (laughs) But um, I think it plays on a lot of things that are possible. Like finding life on Mars and um, exploring our galaxy, you know, um, in our real ways, I mean, it's, we're not so, it's not so impossible to think that we yeah. can do something like that. Um, as far as the life that we find on Mars attacking us, probably not, probably more like bacteria. Oh, you don't think it's going to be but... like little, little aliens that look like Muppets that come and kill, uh, No, but it's like, it's what's like, yeah, it's cool. Um, it's Jack like Nicholson, a, the president. <laughs> it's in a Petri dish and they're, it, it yeah. kind of seems like something that's plausible. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that aspect and I, I think I do too. it's a really interesting. Well, um, because that's something that you could find if there was like remnants of like water on Mars. Yeah. Like just under the surface. And just then you a could find little bacteria like that. or something. Yeah. And it's um, kind of interesting that it grows into something that. I think the one thing that I wasn't a huge fan of when I saw the trailers for this movie is that when they do. The trailer sometimes they have uh text come up on screen and it'll be like a tagline for the movie and it'll cut in between like pictures of well, images from the movie and the tagline for this movie is a direct quote from jurassic park and that's why i don't like it and it's life finds a way i kind of like it though i like it but it's i feel like it's too similar to jurassic park in my opinion how it's in space no, but the the quote of life finds a way, that is one of the most iconic lines from Jurassic Park. But why is that a problem? Like, they're just taking a... I feel like they needed to find some... A... I don't know. I just... To me, it kind of, like, put me off a little bit. But regardless, I'm going to take this one. I think it's interesting that they So, to, com- to conclude on Take It or Leave It, casting choices. Jason Isaacs in Star Trek. We're both going to take it. Nice. Margot Robbie in Maid Marian. We're not going to take that. However, we are going to take the Maid Marian film. Trailer-wise, Rough Night, we're both going to take that Scarlett Johansson beauty. In Game of Thrones teaser, we're going to take that too. Little Mermaid, we're going to leave that adaptation. And Baby Driver, we're definitely taking that Edgar Wright film. Photo-wise, 
Jurassic World 2 teaser. We're both going to take this. Kind of excited, but we're definitely more excited for the Thor Ragnarok photos and seeing that badass hunky Thor. And then movies coming out this week. Chips. I'm going to leave it and Alex is going to take it. Power Rangers. I'm also going to leave that and Alex is also going to take that because she's the... I'm just the forever optimist. Yeah. However, for life, we're both going to take life. We, we both are. Because we're, we're both optimistic life. for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, next up is the weekly picks. Our choices for what's worth or not worth your time based on what we invested our time in this week. So, Alex, what's your first pick? My first pick. Um, <laughs> so, I was bored one day and I started watching this new show. Well, it's not new. It's a Netflix show. It, there's probably there's two seasons up already. Um, and it's called Love. So it's, uh, Paul Rust and the girl who plays Britta on Community, and I still cannot for the life of me remember her name, so she will forever be known as Britta, because it's kind of the same character, except she's on a lot of drugs. Um, but it's a really funny story about love and life, and it's very real, and lots of, you know, real problems, real people problems. So I like how down-to-earth it is. And how honest it is. So I, I really like that show. It's funny. Um, so if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix, Love is a good, good pick. Five stars from me. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, my first pick for this week is a show that my friend recommended I watch. And so I watched the first season of it. And I forced uh, both Alex and Evan to watch that it. That was interesting. And that, <laughs> that was show, an interesting time. Yeah. And so the show is a Netflix original called Chewing Gum. Uh, it's a British British sitcom. And uh, it's kind of like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but high on drugs. Yes. Uh, and lots of sex. Lots of sex. It's about this 23-year-old girl who's been in like a seven-year relationship with a very religious guy. So she's religious never... Religious gay guy. Yeah. So she's never... <laughs> She's really, never, really um, yeah, well. she's never really done anything. Like she hasn't even kissed anybody. And so she's very curious. And so she breaks up with this guy and she ends up, uh, exploring her sexuality throughout the show with the help of her friends and uh, while avoiding her re- religious her very family. misguided friends. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's very out there, but it's definitely addictive to watch. Like you watch it and you go, what did I just see? I gotta watch the next one. And half the time you spend it like, no, no, no. No, no, yeah. no. And I found no. it interesting because when I was watching it with my friend, it was through the computers. So we were watching it on different computers and we were commentating on it. And then watching it in person with it, with other people, very different experience. Very different. <laughs> like there's some scenes in there where they're like taking dildos and like rubbing them in people's faces. And I'm like, you don't want to be watching that with your um, Unless yeah. you're very comfortable. I told Alex, I'm like, should we watch this downstairs away from your mom? Yes. <laughs> My poor little English proper mother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Alex, do you want to watch my nice Murdoch mysteries with me? No, Mum. Sorry, we're going downstairs. No, we're watching Chewing and Gum. you're not allowed to come down. <laughs> like, she thought Austin Powers was racy. Ooh, yeah. No. no, she can't watch that. <laughs> All right, so Alex, what is your second pick? My second pick is um, a show from one of my favorite comedians, Louis C.K. Um, the show is just called Louis, and it's a it's kind of a like a sort of a show based on his life. So he's divorced from his wife, and he's got two little girls, 
um, and he's trying to raise them and be a comedian and he's just kind of a slob in general but he's very real I love those shows where they're very real they're very gritty they're very down-to-earth um, and they they really like kind of dig into those real-life problems but with like a dark humor to them um, so if you love dark humor and you like watching people kind of fumble their way through life uh louis louis is a good show and it's on netflix cool there's baby ducks in it so that's always a good thing always love those baby ducks uh so my second pick is a movie that i watched this week and it was neither of the movies that i um reviewed this week last two weeks and so this movie i watched with the same friend they had never seen it before i'm like how the hell have you not seen this movie and so the movie is The Nice Guys. It stars Ryan Gosbey, I mean Gosling, and Russell Crowe. No, you mean Ryan Gosbey. Yeah, Ryan Gosbey and Russell Crowe. And this movie is directed by Shane Black, who did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, and Inherent Vice. So it's got this very cool, grungy 70s buddy cop meets neo-noir kind of true detective story and then it's very gritty and dry black comedy and i didn't expect that these two would have such great chemistry but they do and it's probably the best performance of both of these guys careers and i mean russell even Crow's, if russell crowe is very chubby yeah but they <laughs> play great characters the supporting cast yeah. is great in this movie too i this is the movie that made me fall in love with ryan gosling as an actor after yes. this um yeah. and this came out early last year so i saw it in theaters when it came out i've seen it probably at least a half dozen times since just because i love it so much i love his delivery on his acting where he'll do like the jumpy stuff and it's just it's so ryan gosling mm -hmm. and the way that he delivers it is so beautifully done he does it with that he does it with la la land and i i i've been recommended that i need to go and watch uh drive as well so drive is a role yes you need to go see Drive. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even think of that, but no, yes, yeah. That's yeah. a great Well, I was told to see it for reasons other than him taking off his shirt and being a mechanic, but apparently that's, like, the top reason to see it. No, no, he, yeah. His character <laughs> in it, though, is really cool. And the thing is, like, when you think of a lot of Ryan Gosling films, you think perfect, pristine Ryan Gosling, but mm -hmm. he's just so not in The Nice Guys. He's just this awkward, like, failed cop alcoholic druggy mess well i find it really funny <laughs> and his daughter is basically caring yeah for him, who's like she's like 12 or something in the film well i find it really funny because um his two movies that came out last year were the nice guys in la la land and in both these movies he plays very similar characters like yeah. they're both very cynical yeah and pessimistic and messy yeah and dark and lost and troubled and yeah not what you would think when you look at ryan gosling but at the same so. time i think that's what the roles he's meant to play like it's like a couple of years ago jake gentlenhall has been coming out with movie after movie where it's just like prisoners uh mm -hmm. enemy nightcrawler uh nocturnal animals he's got these movies where he's doing psychological uh thrillers and it's working for him and he knows his niche and i feel like ryan gosling is finding his niche yeah i would agree yeah i know i think he's finding some really complex characters and he's bringing out like lots of different um dynamic to these yeah. characters and, and I know I, I really like the character you know what his next movie is going to be what? he's apparently going to be playing I believe Neil Armstrong in a movie about NASA well NASA people love space movies these days 
Yeah, and you know who's directing it? Damien Chazelle, the guy from La La Land. Is it going to be a musical about (laughs) Neil Armstrong? Yeah. A musical number about his first No, he has to do the song Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. No. No. As long as he's going up to the moon and he's listening to uh, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Okay, so those are our weekly picks, uh, and hopefully you guys like what we picked, and if you have anything you'd like to recommend to us to watch yes, to talk please. about in weekly we're picks for next week, for new stuff. yeah, so just let us know. And now we're going to move on to Alex's favorite segment of the show. Yay! So, Alex, what are we going to do? Hooray! We're going to do Netflix Roulette, which is our audience participation part of the show. So, unfortunately, my phone has RIP. It has died. (laughs) Um, But this is a segment of the show where we pick a movie using Netflix Roulette, and it's going to be something good, bad, or awful. (laughs) Um, And we're going to beg you guys to watch it with us. We're going to live tweet it, um, and we're also going to live blog it on Tumblr. Um, and then we're going to talk about it next week. <laughs> yes. So, so the f- first we should talk about the one that we watched. Okay. Yeah. We can talk about that first. Yeah. So the first, um, so the one that we watched last, uh, last Netflix, Netflix roulette. Jeez. I'm just screwing up all my words today it's because she made me drink the beer this I'm time. Sorry. The beer we gets to me. We only got through one. We brought two yeah. up specifically and we bite up here for hours and he's gotten through, just gotten through one. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Dylan. But yeah, no, it gets me. So the last Netflix roulette that we did was Ali Wong, Baby Cobra. Now, this was a stand-up comedy, and uh, it was uh, Ali Wong, obviously. This woman is now my hero, everything I want to be in life, because she just says what she wants, when she wants to. Now, is she your hero, or is she your spirit animal? She's my spirit animal. Yeah. Like, she goes beyond that, So, like, you, you make a Patronus and out comes Ali Wong. Ali Wong. But, but she has to be pregnant. Cr- she's massively pregnant. She's yeah. writhing on the floor, like, rolling around, yeah. showing how she got pregnant. That was probably one of the funniest, <laughs> most awkward parts of her, oh my her stand-up routine, was showing what she did <laughs> after they tried to get pregnant. And she was, like, wiggling her legs in the air. I was like, this is so awkward to watch, but so hilarious. Because I love that as a female comedian, it's just all out there she's Mm. not worried about image and she's not doing uh, some female comedians kind of rub me the wrong way because it's like they're trying too hard this girl just says whatever is going on in her head and it just kind of like comes out like word vomit and i love that Mm. she's very like again real and i like that i found that she was very real and in your face and a lot of the jokes were fairly like on the fence in terms of if they would hit or miss with a lot of people. Like if you're, if you're like, if things are touchy to you and you can't just sit back and enjoy something and realize that it's a joke, you might sit there and go, Oh, well then stand up comedy is not for you, my friend. Yeah. (laughs) But all in all, it was an enjoyable thing. I, I was surprised that it was only an hour, but I, I expected that it would only be an hour because she is pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, so Probably yeah, had to be. <laughs> it was a Netflix original stand-up comedy. So hopefully, there's another one in the future. But now, we'll move on to Netflix Roulette. Yes. So Alex, will you give me a drum roll? That was a one-piece drum roll. <laughs> this movie 
is called Fascination. Okay. It is two and a half stars. And it's from 1979. The description is, A dapper thief on the lam seeks sanctuary in a tiny but isolated chateau housing two seductive women, Elizabeth and Eva, in a polemic cult. Uh, Are you sure this isn't a porno? It says it's an erotic tale of horror set in 1916 France. So... It's not a time you wanted to be in France. This is going to be interesting. Hopefully we can get Evan to watch this with us. Okay. So the movie is Fascination. And hopefully it will be on Canadian Netflix. Please, Canadian Netflix, do not fail me. (laughs) So hopefully that's on there. And uh, we'll get, when we're going to watch it, to you as soon as we can. Most likely Tuesday or Wednesday, as per usual. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, join us in live tweeting and live blogging this at our various social medias, which is Film Fanatic Show, and using the hashtag Fanatic Roulette. So with that, I think we're done. You have nothing left to say. Well, I can plug some things. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'm going to plug. So we haven't done uh, a fanatic podcast in two weeks, so... I'm going to plug some stuff. Yeah, missed us so much. (laughs) Missed our faces. So, the first thing I'm going to plug is that I watched last week Kong Skull Island and I did a review and a recommendation video for it. And I thought it was a pretty decent movie. I thought that it blended a lot of um, like Apocalypse Now with monster movies. So, it was really cool to see that. And it has a really good cast. Um, And then I did a Fanatic 5 video that talks about the top five Samuel L. Jackson roles, which that was a very hard like list to make to pick the top five Mm -hmm. of his. Like I had to cut out some really good like roles. Um, Then I watched Beauty and the Beast this week and I posted my video and same with the recommendation video that's going to be coming out again. Decent movie. I think that a lot of people, if you like the original, you'll like this one just as much. Uh, the cast is great. I, I really liked hearing Ewan McGregor with a French accent. It was phenomenal. Um, and then this week, I'm also going to be putting out a Fanatic 5 video that is going to be the top five Ewan McGregor roles. So oh, That will be great. That's, yes. that's an interesting list. And Girl, yes. don't worry, those videos are going to be coming out every week. We've already got the next couple planned out. So... Yeah, just check those out, and hopefully you have seen these movies or are planning to see them, and we can talk about them. But, why don't you uh, tell them? <laughs> but. Yeah, so why don't you but, tell them uh, but, where they can reach us? If you have any questions or comments, or if you want to just, you know, let us know. If some just talk to us, tell us about your day, what you had for breakfast, you know. <laughs> I don't want you to know what you had for breakfast, because my breakfast was boring, and I don't want to know about how good your Yeah, was. you know what it is? It's in different compartments, and it's different Stop, things. Leave my so, compartments alone. <laughs> I like my packed lunches. Here is my rolled salamis, and here is my sliced my sal- rolled salamis. Leave my rolled salamis alone. You baloney. Okay? You baloney. And my little sliced strawberries. Anyways, if you have any questions or topics or you you have anything that you really want us to discuss on the show, um, you can email us at thefanatticpodcast at gmail.com or message us on our various social media platforms. Yes, so those social media platforms include Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We don't have Instagram. Yes, we do. Sorry, yes, I lied. we do. Wow. <laughs> don't even know our own social media platforms. Sorry, I lied. And... I mean, 
I'm gonna say MySpace and Vine and anything else that's dead because we need a MySpace. Why is MySpace? Vine dead? Vine's dead. It's been dead for a while. I'm so sorry. They closed it. Yeah, uh, so yeah, you can reach us at all those. It's Film Fanatic Show, so if it's on certain ones, it's at. If not, it's just a slash. And yeah, you can follow us on there. We post certain things there, sometimes uh, news and videos that relate to things that we talked about in the podcast or in the reviews. And yeah, it's just a good time, so join us in talking about that stuff. But until next time, I'm Dylan Phillips. And I'm Alex Hicks, and this has been the Fan Attic Podcast. So until next time, fanatics, keep it real.